Pardon me. Reading. If one song costs three cents, why do three songs cost a dime? That's the rate. Shouldn't the price per song get cheaper when more are commissioned? Well, I get tired after two, so the third cost extra. The four songs cost a dollar. Buy a song or depart. That was a dime. I know the sound of Lady Liberty. I'll have whiskey. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. This is Cheap Seat Reviews. Hello, and thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. This is episode 141, and tonight we are talking about Bone Tomahawk. That's right, we chose this delightful little film as our Thanksgiving movie. Um, I am Sean Arad, and joining me tonight is Andrew. I will never look at a wishbone the same Jemison. It's the official opinion of the backup deputy that this movie is amazing. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, corny, that's the worst smelling tea ever. It's soup. Logan. What's the story, Wishbone? <laughs> Isn't that the theme song for that Wishbone dog thing, whatever? Yeah, it was. Okay. And uh, yeah, because because uh, it's soup, and uh, you know what that soup is made of? No, everything that's in a man. Oh, yeah. I hope not. Uh, and Sam literally broke his leg before recording this episode. Vector, who was not here because he literally broke his leg. God um, rest his soul. Uh, no, he's fine. But he did actually uh, break his leg about three days before we uh, were tonight as we record. So he is on all kinds of medication and is unable to get to a computer to record. So it's just the three of well, us tonight. He, he's on his way to a computer, yeah. but he's having to stop, yeah. take medicine, <laughs> hallucinating a little bit. And here's the funny thing. I was, uh, and how, I, mean, I don't know if, it, I guess it has to be just a coincidence, but maybe it's irony. I don't know that one of the main, the heroes of the, of the movie is a guy who is also, you know, crippled by his injury, his ailment, uh, and his leg, and... I thought, oh my gosh, and Sam broke his foot. And so then I thought, well, if we were going to compare the four of them to the four of us, though, Sam would really be chicory, right? Like the, not just because he's old, but because he never shuts up. <laughs> I was like, because he's faithful? Uh, I, I don't yeah, well, I see we, him. Yeah, we can do the old bit. But I mean, I guess if the, in, in this particular story, I guess, but, but then that makes Sam the hero, right? He's the guy that's going to come in at the, in the last minute and save us. I don't know if I want that. So, because uh, I think he would just actually just leave. He'd just turn around and go home. Um, I'm just teasing, Sam. We love you. Uh, maybe. But not your leg. <laughs> so pull up a comfy chair and let's dive into this movie. So, um, Andrew. Except for Sam, because he can't dive anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So Andrew forced us to watch this. Uh, Andrew, broke leg tomahawk. <laughs> uh, some you were the one that recommended. Somebody else recommended it too, I think, uh, at some point. Uh, but you've been, in fact, Andrew. I think you recommended it to us before you joined the show. Yeah. Uh, you were like, "Hey, you got to watch this movie. It's great." Um, so uh, before we we actually get into what is uh, Bone Tomahawk to us. Uh, Andrew, please enlighten the people, the good people, the good listeners. What in the world is Bone Tomahawk? All right. All five of you, listen up. Four men set out in the Wild West, uh, in the, excuse me, in the Wild West, to rescue a group of captives from cannibalistic cave dwellers. Good okay. job, IMDb. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Why not? That's, I guess that's close enough. Um, so I know this was the first time viewing for Corny and myself, right? Corny? Oh, yes, that is, that is correct. Yeah, and Andrew, you've seen this now, I think, three times, you said. Three times, yes. Okay, cool. So it'll be interesting to, to, to see. Um, I'm a big fan of Westerns, and I'm a big fan of Kurt Russell in Westerns. I haven't seen Hateful Eight. I want to. Oh, that's um, good, too. So I, I, I like Kurt Russell. I like grizzled, bearded... Kurt Russell, uh, though he was still pretty good in Big Trouble, Big Trouble in Little China. Um, so son of a bitch, must pay. Oh yeah, I got that. Um, somewhere, I don't know. It's uh, although I think that line would have been great. Bitch must pay. Yeah, I'm sure that was uh, <laughs> somewhere that that was said in this show, just without that cheesy uh, music in the background. <laughs> yeah, video game music. Um, so anyway. Uh, Andrew, I guess I'll let you lead off. Uh, this was your movie, and uh, I'll let you kind of uh, set the stage for us there. Okay. So I guess it was about the time that I had gotten caught up on everything on Netflix, everything on Hulu, and I had nothing else to watch. And I went on a search for movies that I thought might be good. And I put this one on my list, uh, kind of in my queue of waiting list of things that I should watch or thought might be good. And eventually I got around to it, and I guess this was about, I don't know, six, seven months ago. It's been a while, uh, maybe even longer. And I watched it thinking, eh, I'm not a fan of Westerns, so I don't really know how great this will be. I immediately, I'm talking the first 12, 15 minutes of the movie was hooked, and it really takes you on uh, quite a ride. And yeah, the ride's not always sprinting. It's some, it slows down, <laughs> but... Um, to a but trot, if you will. Yeah, it's definitely worth the wait. And um, the, I think that everything, the, the dialogue was great, the cinematography was great, um, the, the music, what little music there was, and I think, well, I mean, maybe we'll get into that a little bit later, but... Um, plays a really cool role because, you know, teaching band, I always tell my students, the more effective, I mean, uh, the, the more we can emphasize the silence, the more effective the music becomes later on. And I think that they did a great job with that in this movie. Um, the chemistry between the actors, I thought was fantastic. Uh, and they really sucked you in. Um, and then uh, Patrick Wilson, his character, you really kind of 
connect with him right from the beginning. And throughout the movie, you kind of feel sorry for them. You know, he's just trying to get his wife back. And he not only can't get to her like the other people that are with them, but he's struggling, you know, like we talked about with his ailment, with his broken foot or leg or whatever. Um, and the idea of the cross between a Western and a horror film really uh, was intriguing because I'm not a great fan of Westerns, but I do like horror films and marrying those together were, it was pretty cool. Sure. Okay. Um, it's almost hard to believe that, that you had watched everything worth watching and this is what the thing you came up with next. But um, I, have, I have so much stuff I'm supposed to watch on, on the Netflix and whatever. Uh, Corny. So uh, it almost, almost lost me in the first uh, 15 seconds. Um, uh, the, the opening scene, if you, uh, if you intend to watch this, um, has one of those things that was was not expecting the amount of gore that was about to happen. Uh, and then that uh, almost really threw me off. However, uh, the movie did manage to uh, rein me back in. Now, I hate horror movies. However, um, <clears throat> this turned out to be uh, a pretty good one. It, it, it left a lot of, of uh, questions, like a good horror movie should. Uh, I don't have to see everything to be afraid of it. And I think they did that incredibly well. Um, you you got a silhouette of the uh, <clears throat> the bad guy at first, then he kind of shows up magically again. Uh, but either way, at no point in time do you really see the gruesomeness until you see the monster later. Kind of like Cloverfield um, in that aspect, that you you never really see the monster, uh, and then eventually you do. <clears throat> Beyond that. The story was uh, believable. It, it made sense to me. Um, even though it was a Western, um, you know, injured guy, still injured. There's no Superman moment. You know, he literally crawls his way to his wife, which was pretty awesome. Um, going forward, uh, it, I mean, you, you don't expect a way to live, and then they get captured, and there's no heroic moment there either. But uh, ultimately, I, I thought it was a great story, and it kept me intrigued. Now, I may not love it nearly as much as, as Andrew does, but uh, he did pick a good one. All right, right on. Um, and uh, normally I would throw to Sam, but he's not here, so I guess I'll go. Um, <clears throat> so I love me some Westerns. I, I haven't seen as many as I need to, but I do like Westerns. Um, this movie had me kind of at the beginning of the movie when we saw David Arquette. I'm like, oh, my gosh, he's in this movie. And then I went and actually looked at the cast and was like, oh, wow, this is actually kind of a good cast. Now, it's not a bunch of A-listers. You got like kind of two A-listers and then three or four other kind of dudes who've been in big movies. I mean, Kurt Russell, I think, I don't, I, he's still kind of A-list, I think. I mean, he is going to be in the new Guardians of the Galaxy. He's still working, right? Yeah. Patrick Wilson has done some movies. Right? He did the... The, the, the Watchmen movie, he did the Alamo, which I love him in the Alamo. I think he's actually really oh, yeah. good. He's a, he's it, like a insidious. Uh, never seen that. I don't, I don't, we don't, you know, I don't do the horror films. Um, but he, he's in the Conjuring too, right? Or the Conjuring, the Conjuring so. movies. 
I haven't um, seen that one. But. I don't know. He's in both of them, I think. Um, and he did the, uh, your, um, yeah, he did the Conjuring and Cincinnati Watchmen, something called Hard Candy. Uh, but he was also yeah. in your, uh, your uh, Phantom of the Opera there too. So, anyway, uh, I think he's a fine, fine actor, uh, and I thought he was actually, actually pretty good in this movie. Um, you know, David Arquette was basically bored, and uh, his wife let him you know, out for a little while. Um, Matthew Fox, <laughs> um, dude from Lost, I thought he was really good, and yeah. you kind of despise him the entire movie. You respect yes. him, you know. You respect his skill and his knowledge, but you kind of hate him. Um, Is that our Sam? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I, I think he he has a regaining or a. Uh, he kind of has his, he has his redemption moment. Redemption, thank you. Which is a, a moment of redemption. But you almost feel bad because he doesn't really get it. Like right. he has this grand gesture that he wants to do: give me the dynamite, and I'm gonna go out in a literally a blaze of glory. And he gets a tomahawk to the face before he can do it. Bone tomahawk, even. Yeah. So <laughs> I kind of felt bad for him, and and it probably just boiled down to they didn't have the budget to actually blow anything up. Is probably what it boils down to. Um, and then Richard Jenkins as Chicory was fantastic. By the way, he gets my uh, vote as the best actor of the uh, the film. Oh, yeah. Because oh, I didn't even know that was him. Like, yeah, I, I agree. Incredible. Oh, Absolutely incredible. Yeah, he was so good, and he's a good actor, and we've seen him We've seen him in the... Uh, did we do the Jack Reacher mm -hmm. movie? No, we didn't. No. We should. But we did see him in Cabin in the Woods. Yeah, he was in Cabin in the Woods. Which he's really funny in that. Um, he's just got this really good... <clears throat> Dry sense of humor, mm -hmm. and he was great in this movie. And most of my clips are, I think, are of him talking. <laughs> uh, the the wife, Lily Simmons, she's very attractive, uh, and she got very naked in this movie, uh -huh. which is fine. Um, she's in Westworld, the new Westworld show. Um, but she was in Banshee, which filmed mostly filmed in Wilmington, North Carolina. So there's your North Carolina connection. Um, and then, and then a bunch of other people that I've, I've, I've seen the piano guy was the freaking principal from, uh, um, the back to the future movies. And he has not <laughs> aged a day since that movie. I half expected him to say, you are a slacker. Yeah. Slacker. <laughs> uh, James Tolkien is his name. And like James R.R. Yeah, so he so known for Back to the Future one, two, three, and Top Gun, and I want some butts. Yeah, so like, actually, it's not. He he's done some stuff, right? He's I mean like, yeah, he was in. Uh, okay, so after Back to the Future three, and then he did Dick Tracy. He was Numbers, and then from there he's just you know. You know, whatever these little bit parts, right? Because he's what he is. He's a character actor, uh, but he was really funny in this. Obviously, I uh, captured him in this. He was also a, a corny. He's our leverage connection. Um, uh, wait, wait, wait. He was. Uh, was he in leverage? He was the guy who was trying to steal the heart. Oh yeah, he was all old and stuff. Yeah, at, oh, the, right. uh, at the airport, he says, "You've killed me, Mister Ford." Nope, God killed you. I just made sure it took. I love that line. Anyway, <laughs> it's a good line. 
Um, it's a good line for telling students too when they fail the test. <laughs> you failed miniature, Logan? No, God did. God did. I just, I just made, sure, made it sure it took. That's perfect, <laughs> Andrew. You have our permission to use that. Nice. Um, so anyway, uh, so this movie surprised me in the fact that it was super low budget. I just finally looked at the budget. Um, uh, do you, either one of you a, care to guess? One point eight million. That is correct. That is actually correct. One point eight million. I mean, that's incredible. That is for the quality is, of yeah. movies. Oh, I mean, I mean, oh, what rubber act- was shot for one point seven or something like that? Well, he, I, I don't know, but I'll put it to you this way. Um, <coughs> and the the western that I worked on was Ghost Town in the Sky, and that was a two million dollar budget, and we didn't do anything near as good as this. I mean. <laughs> I mean, and we didn't have these actors. And obviously, this is the kind of movie where, I mean, these actors were probably like, this is actually kind of a cool script. I don't have any Mm -hmm. projects. You know, they probably took most of their money on the back end if this movie made any money. Um, I don't know if it made any money. I haven't looked yet. I think it only made a couple hundred thousand. Yeah, I mean, it didn't, it wasn't in theaters. Um, I would, um, I would be interested. if it were in theaters, they would not have probably gone as gruesome as they did. Uh, well, I mean, there have been movies that were just as gruesome, if not worse, than in, in movie theaters. The Hills Have, as a matter of fact, because of the way this movie started, it almost uh, became The Hills Have eyes for me, <laughs> yeah, and I almost did. was like, I'm done. <laughs> Weird. Um, so anyway, yeah, I, don't, I wish there was a, like a website. I mean, I just don't know what it is. To see like what if, what money it's made like on DVD rentals and garbage like that, so I mean I, I don't know I don't, well, I don't, after, this, after this podcast I mean obviously it's going to go through the roof. Oh I'm sure it will. Yeah, its IMDb page is probably going to skyrocket. Um, but uh, but anyway, it was uh, it's been nom- it's been gosh it won some awards, nominated for best independent film, nominated for best first film I guess for the director. The one, the Buenos Aires International Film Festival for Independent Cinema. Uh, it won the Chainsaw Award, Best Actor Kurt Russell. Um, won Best Makeup in the Fright Meter Awards. So, I mean, it, you know, it's it's for all intents and purposes, it's actually kind of a good movie. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. And it was well made. I have very few complaints about it. I mean, truly. And the only technical, and by technical I mean the production, the, the way the movie was made, my only issue was the sound design. Every other noise, the, the dialogue was fine, but every other noise was really loud. Yeah. Really loud. All the footsteps and... Oh my gosh, uh, them walking in the gravel. It was like, I just, are you dragging chains behind you? What is this noise? Um... Even yeah. in, there's a clip I captured where Patrick Wilson is sitting on the couch and he pats the couch. Like, did they mic the couch? It was very <laughs> loud. There was a lot of that stuff happening. So, um, I don't know if that was done intentionally or not, but, you know, again, you could hear the dialogue. Uh-huh. But everything was just really loud. Um, but, like, the gun sounded cool and... Um, so I, I, you know, I didn't, yeah, that, that's, that's a minor, that's a nitpick, but it was just weird. Um, 
but yeah, I guess I guess my initial thought to kind of round this segment out before we to go into the meat of the movie is that uh-huh. uh, yeah, you uh, mean down to the bone of the movie? Yep, there you go. That's a better metaphor or joke or whatever. Is that I I actually kind of liked it. Um, yeah. So let's 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 talk about that for a second. So this is director S. Craig Zoller Zaylor. Uh, mm-hmm. This is his. Uh-huh. It was his first movie he ever directed, and he's doing something called Brawl in Cell Block 99. He's filming it right now. And like right now? Like right now. Like right, well, maybe not right now. It's 1030 at night. Of course, they could be doing a, a night suit. Vince Vaughn, Jennifer, Don Johnson's in it. I'm in. Uh, Udo Creer, uh, he's from our Iron Sky whoa, movies. Whoa, whoa. Hey, you, you calm yourself. Um, I don't recognize anyone else. I don't know who you are. Oh, I do recognize him. He was uh he was in uh, uh We Were Soldiers. Jennifer Carpenter, who are you? I don't know, but you're I know that name. You're pretty. She's in Dexter. Yeah. Oh, she was uh, Emily Rose in The Exorcism of Emily Rose. Yeah. So anyway, so he's filming that. Uh, what is it? I don't know. It um. A former boxer tongue drug runner lands in a prison battleground after a deal gets deadly. Okay. MS is going to start Vince Vaughn. Okay, good luck. All I know is I want to see more from this guy. Yeah, I do too. Uh, he has written some other stuff, but he's really new into the to the film industry, so good luck to him. Hold on. Um, he's only... Well, he's, what? He's a few years older than I am. Um, so good for you, sir. You made a fine film. You made it, I mean, it looked good. It was lit well and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what do I want to talk about this movie? Um, I'm trying to think. Well, go ahead, Andy. Can we Sorry. talk about, can we, well, I've talked about what I liked about it. There are a couple things that did kind of, <laughs> I questioned and it did kind of bother me a little bit. Um, in the very first scene where uh, – what's his face? David Arquette. And, yeah, David Arquette and uh, Sid uh, – Haig or Haig or whatever, yeah. Vicious. Yeah. yeah. When those guys are are out in the the desert right, and they're, they're running away from the these – I guess the cavalry or the uh, – uh, whoever might be coming after them. Right. Uh, as if they're wanted men, they come across this relic burial ground type scene. And if it were me, I would have turned the other direction and ran. Right. Uh, and they were just really, I mean, and, and another thing is it wasn't really that big. It's not like they couldn't go around it. Why do you got to walk through it? Right. Uh, you know, go up the hill and walk around it. Now, would it made a difference to these savages? Probably not. But uh, that was the very first thing. Even the first time I saw it, I thought, you morons. Right. You don't walk through a burial ground or a ceremonial you know, circle of some kind because you're probably going to die. Um, so that was the thing number one I had an issue with. But, but before we leave that, I just want to say this. And I and I and I remember thinking this in the movie while I was watching it. For the most part, 
Um, and like one of the biggest issues that we all, we four this podcast has when in movies is that we that the director and the writers make actors do stupid things, right? For whatever mm-hmm. reason, people make really dumb decisions. We ripped that stupid curse of the Sleeping Beauty movie because it was dumb decision after dumb decision after dumb decision, right? Yep. This movie it had that dumb decision, right? And it was only yeah. because that Sid, what's his face, was just this civilized dude who then spits and scratches his balls with his gun, um, <laughs> which is a trope, but it was funny. Um, but they, um, that was the bad decision. And then, I, in fairness, I think everything after that kind of, yeah, I can see why they did that and where they're going and all of this. Like, it all kind of made sense, you know? Yeah. Um, so that, that, I say kudos to the writer, director man for that. Oh, yeah. Director man. He's the, he's the, the second thing, and really these were the only the two biggest things that bothered me. The second thing that bothered me was an effects issue. And at the very end, when Kurt Russell takes the bone tomahawk and chops this guy's head off, mm-hmm. it looked, that's the only thing to me that looked really fake. Yeah. I mean, just, it, it almost looked like a scene from, from Beetlejuice for a moment <laughs> with some yeah, claymation shrinking head type right. bad graphics. Uh, but I mean, there were no, there was no CGI in this movie and I applaud them for that because in today's world, it's very rare to find a movie that doesn't have CGI, uh, or not immersed in it. Um, so I applaud them for it, but that one just maybe a little touch of CGI would have helped, (laughs) but maybe they couldn't afford that. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I mean that monsters movie was CGI and that was what he did on his computer at home. But even the True. even those giant squid monsters look kind of dumb. Um, yeah. Yeah. The only other part was like when Patrick Wilson decides, oh, there's this weird flute thing lodged in his windpipe. I'm gonna <laughs> cut it out with my knife. Yeah, you can tell it was a rubber dummy, whatever. But uh, you know, I I didn't care because I was yeah. like, yeah, this is kind of cool. You know, I'm 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 in. I didn't care. The I will say this: the middle third is kind of boring, right? They're on the they're on the, you know, they're just walking and riding horses. And there's a few moments of kind of not even just action, but some suspense, you know, when um, the Mexicans show up. And uh, <laughs> I laughed out loud multiple times in this movie. And when he says, what happened? And the old man says, uh, I forgot his name. Um, Ch- Chicory. No, Chicory. Yeah, well, Chicory is the one who says it, but he says... Mr. Bruder decided to uh, educate the Mexicans on Manifest Destiny. And I lost yeah. it. That's hysterical. Um, yeah. I mean, you have to know what Manifest Destiny awful, is awful. to, to, to yeah. make to get the joke. But yeah, like, like, and that that's that's clever and smart, right? Like, that's, you know, it's not like he said I, I, he shot some dumb Mexican. Like, he made a joke that you had to know information on, which was clever. Yeah, and that's and I I think that's you know we've we've mentioned it already. I think that that's again really good writing, and even though the the middle part of the movie was a little was a little slow for me anyway, especially the very first time, I was just so intrigued and so into it that every word, every action, I just bought a hundred percent, 
in that section, even though it wasn't the most exciting. Yes, I will agree with that. It, even though it was, I mean, there wasn't a lot of action, but I, I think it makes sense to me to see the, 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 you know, what they have to go through. This is a long trip. This isn't something where, mm-hmm. you know, they, they ride a horse and then 20 minutes later they're there and the rest of the movie is them sneaking in. Um, and on top of that, you know, you do have to watch out at night. They didn't. They got their horses stolen. Um, I found out horses can be bigots. And uh, <laughs> other than that. Yeah. Man, I felt really bad in that moment when he's like, my horse is, she's kind of a bigot and she won't let, you know, some Mexican rider. And then he's like, hey, she fought. And he had to go and shoot her. And like, I mean, that might be a trope, right? The man doesn't care for humans, but he cares for his horse. But that was, that was, that kind of got me in the feels, that one, you know? Because this, which by the way, why did no <clears throat> one care at all that he was stabbed? Like, He's got his, his leg is bandaged, and we got to take care of him and cater to him. But he just had a knife in his shoulder, and he's fine. Yeah, just a tis, tis a flesh wound. So yeah, it's just a flesh wound. Um. Anyway. Um. Right. So. I'm sorry. I'm pausing because my. What just happened? Uh, I don't know what just happened. <coughs> oh. Um. I'm actually going to pause the show. All right, we're back. Sorry, Andrew had to walk away. So, um, not that any of you know that there was actual time difference. Um, and I should have gone back and listened to what we were talking about because I've already forgotten, so it doesn't matter. Anyway, all that being said, uh, yeah, the middle third. Okay, so here's here's what I'll say about the middle third. Was it slow? Yeah, but it wasn't bad. I wasn't... Was wasn't Tom Hawk slow? Yeah. No, I wasn't. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't bored, you know. Right. You know, and um, and and I was thinking about this actually, Andrew, while you were dealing with your child. Um, if you've seen the new version of True Grit, the new True Grit, right? There's mm-hmm. that middle third's about the same, right? There's <clears throat> yeah. There's about a middle third while they're on their journey, and it's just them talking and like um. He's uh he's trying to show off to um, Matt Damon that he can shoot his little biscuits with the because he only has one eye and there's Matt there's Damon. there's a there's a lot of just kind of them talking and just kind of bickering and whatever so I mean now the last third of the movie is really really great but that you know middle third it's the same so it didn't bother me I was I can I can see how others would you know hate it um, but. It didn't bother me. Uh, I thought it was fine. You know, uh, going back to that, and and I know we've talked about it, but I really feel like the quality of the dialogue was so good, and the writing was so good that you don't you don't really notice how bored or no. I don't know if that's a great way to say it, but for instance, I have always thought that uh, you know I always listen for music in a movie and. I did not even notice that there was so little music because yeah. the dialogue was so good. Agreed. Agreed. Um, <clears throat> it was about the, the end of it where I was like, hey, it's one of those movies that didn't have a lot of music. And it did not make the movie slower. Um, <clears throat> and now it was over two hours, but we've had a slew of hour 45s as of late, so it just felt longer you know, naturally. But... <clears throat> I enjoyed um, 
the actual you know, quote unquote real conversations they had. Mm-hmm. I do like the fact that uh, um, our, our our man got punched in the face because he yeah. felt entitled to make a joke about his wife. Yeah, don't you don't talk about another man's wife. Not back then. You just didn't do it. Um. No, you're right. You're right. I, I like again. Yeah, the dialogue was really was really good. I really liked the dialogue. I thought it was. Again, I said already, it was very clever um, and didn't make us feel, you know, it wasn't like, you know, yeehaw, cowboy, and all this other stuff, right? Like, it was just, I don't know, the way they talked, the way they talked reminded me of, like, of Firefly. Like, it was just a different language, but they're still speaking English, you know? So. With with an occasional bit of uh, Chinese. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, minus the occasional bit of Chinese, but like they would do the. Uh, I'm trying. To, I'm just trying to think of moments in the movie where they would do this, but it was just. I mean, even like Patrick Wilson had like apologizes, right? Like a couple of times, like I'm sorry, I I got mad at you. And he's like, oh, it's all right. And, or they would like be arguing, and he, you know, Kurt Russell would say, "Remove yourself," and he would walk away. And just, I don't know. There was just the way they talked in the movie. I just I thought it was, was really clever, and I and I really liked it. So. Um, I feel like I'm saying that I like this movie a lot, um, and that's okay because it is okay. Yeah. Um, but but you're right. There is a the way they they said things. Um, oh gosh, they, uh, right. There's just the the phrasing of certain normal statements uh, that were really cool, uh, and I really wish I knew more of them, um, off you know naturally. But uh, I, I was a big fan of remove yourself as opposed to go away or just shut up and get out of here. Right, I'm actually looking in the on the on the website at some of the uh, at the quotes, um, but buddy, this is not a time for womanly imaginings. That's actually kind of funny. Um, uh, John Bruder, I'm far too vain to ever live as a cripple. Yeah, I thought, <laughs> um, like, wow, that's a that's pretty awful. Uh, pain is how your body <clears throat> talks to you. You do well to listen to it. Uh, you know, I know the world's supposed to be round, but I'm not so sure about this part. I like that one. Um, uh, this one was really great, and it, it kind of got me in the field a little bit. But when the sheriff is dying there with his flask sticking out of his belly and can barely breathe. God, that, that was just awful. Yeah. He says, say goodbye to my wife, and I'll say hello to yours. Ah, that one kind of got me. Like, it's just a simple line, but it has so much power behind it, you know? Um, but, like, chicory was the best part of the movie. I hope my horse likes Mexican food. I hope they don't make him eat chilies. It's just so random. Does your aperture ever you know, shut up or whatever he says? Can you, can you physically close that aperture? Yes, sir. You know, so... And I don't know. I just liked him. It was the, the opinion of the the, the 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 backup deputy. He was just great. I liked him so much. I want he more does. of him in things. Um, oh, um, yeah. I will say this. <clears throat> I was real concerned. Um, <clears throat> again, because this movie kind of caught me off guard, like the hills have eyes, um, that there would be some um, not nice things to happen to the wife. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I get the opinion that nothing did happen. Um, yeah. Is, is that I think that's across the board? Yeah, I think so. Um, whether they planned on eating her or they planned on 
impregnating her, who knows, but they they seem to do pretty good by her. I mean, they were feeding her. Yeah. But uh, I but there was a there were a couple moments where I thought I'm going to hate this movie if something has happened uh to this female. Uh I don't know if that's just because I've I've gone soft in my old age or that's because you, uh, you saw her naked and you felt felt for her. Oh no, no, I mean not at all. No, okay. I, st- I still like death and destruction. Don't get me wrong, but well, yeah, but uh, you don't want you don't want to see pretty things get get messed up. No, I was okay with. It. I was like, ah, I mean, oh no. I guess what I'm saying is, this is more of a. Um, there's no good fight to this. There's a. Yeah, I don't know. I just. I have my issues with that, that kind of thing. I think we all do. Yeah. Uh, but typically in movies where it just happens, no reason, uh, I, I have my problems with that. So, yeah. Unfortunately, this movie did not do that. Uh, I think everything was pretty tasteful. Even the... Uh, we'll get there in a the second. <laughs> oh, the what? Even the boobies, and I like them too. Oh, that part. I thought you were talking about the other bits. But... Um, um, so do we, so do we want do we want to talk about the elephant in the room because my god that wishbone scene shit that hurt yeah <laughs> uh, uh, oh. uh. so I was watching this movie I watched it earlier today at work and then I had to come home and finish it so my wife and kid are downstairs in our our new kind of office space which is this large kind of it's kind of basically a, a bedroom slash playroom slash my podcast space and so Sarah and Declan are playing I'm like guys you shouldn't be in here this is kind of a, a, a pretty awful movie. So why don't you guys go somewhere else? And so they're in his room playing, and all of a sudden they pull him out and they scalp him, which was really graphic and well done, I thought. Um, which, by the way, for savages who are just using bone, they had uh-huh. the sharpest. Holy cow, that bone is sharp. Like the sharpest tools ever, like scalpel sharp, right? Yep. Um. So anyway, they scalp him, they shove it in his mouth, they punch it in. They rip, it in, yeah. yeah, they rip his clothes off. He's sitting there talking, and the, the, the sheriff is trying to encourage him, and he's like, I'm going to make sure your stuff gets back to your brothers, and the cavalry's coming, and hell's coming with me. Oh, that's a different movie. Um, and, <laughs> um, and then they freaking split him up like a goalpost, and when he drops that, that thing, oh. 100%, I had to turn away, and I screamed like a... I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> and my son runs out and goes, what's wrong, Daddy? And I said, nothing. Go back in the room. And I did not look back to the TV, to the, my monitor, until I heard them kind of finish the job. So I, I watched the whole thing. It. Um, yeah. I honestly don't even know what it looks like because it was awful. It was so uh, disturbing imagine, the first time. Well, well let, me, uh, let me paint a picture for you. Um, <laughs> paint a word picture Imagine if you got in a, a bag of grapes. And inside that bag of grapes were uh, maybe a couple of oranges and whatnot. So anyway, you've squished this bag of grapes. And that's like grape juice. And then you split that bag open and everything falls out. That's what that looked like. Okay. That's... <laughs> the, the first time I watched this, I was lying in the bed next to my wife. And she was not paying attention at all, Good. luckily, yeah. thankfully. Um, but when that scene happened, I gasped. I didn't say a word. It was just a, and my jaw dropped, and I was just staring at the screen. And she turned and looked at me, not at the screen, but at me, and said, are you okay? (laughs) And 
I couldn't I couldn't even speak. Right. It was so disturbing. And really, I think that's the first time I'd seen anything that graphic. You know, I've seen like Saw and other horror movies where things are chopped off or or whatever, but this to me was the most graphic thing I believe I've ever seen. Hmm. I believe it. I would. I would uh, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, uh, Corny and I watched some pretty graphic and awful stuff in that uh, Hobo with a Shotgun movie, but... Oh, but it was gratuitous <laughs> and funny. Yeah, it was. Um, like, if you've not seen that, and I really want to do it for the, for the podcast... But there's a scene where this poor man gets his head ripped off by, uh, uh, what's it called, um, razor wire. Manhole cover? Oh. Yeah, with the manhole cover, but he gets like uh, that razor wire, you know what I'm talking about? You put it on top of fences. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, he gets that wrapped around his head, and then they drive off of the truck, and his head gets ripped off, and then blood shoots out of his body like a pressure hose geyser. But, like, <laughs> it's kind of ridiculous, and then some blonde girl runs in there, and she's like, rubbing her body in the blood like it's gross and weird and whatever right so anyway like that's what that movie is so but you kind of expected that when a movie called hobo with a shotgun and you see who the director is and all that stuff but i did not expect that and my gosh it was ugh, i couldn't watch it seriously couldn't watch it and i don't think i want to so um not pleasant not pleasant that's there were sure. there, there was that moment and then the the where they stick the hilt of the tomahawk in his mouth. Oh, yeah. And, like, press it. That one, to me, made my stomach just turn. And um, and there was one more scene, like, I don't remember what it was exactly. There was something else that they did that I was really, like, made my butthole per- pucker a little bit. Uh, <laughs> and I don't remember what it was exactly. But there was something else that just... Uh, gross and very, oh oh it was the uh, where they take the um, the scalding hot metal flask and oh, they show it it's it. oh my god yeah yeah, yeah. And, and then you hear the searing <laughs> sound of flesh yep from the hot uh, flask Ugh. and and I the I don't know funny haha isn't the thing but like he tries to take it out but apparently it's so hot that it burned his fingers but. I, I kind of feel like you'd get over that, right? Like, get this thing out of my belly, <laughs> you know? Well, okay, but, so there's another question that I had. How did how was he not able to touch it, but they could pick it up and hold it while they put well, it they in had his a, stomach? Well, they, they used they, a little they, piece they of cloth. Paper yeah, they had some kind of you know. cloth or whatever. And they, oh, did they? Okay. Yeah. yeah, a little old cloth or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, an oven mitt. They had an oven mitt there. Yeah. <laughs> Martha Stewart brand. But know, I mean, like, the, the thing is, is that, like, they, they went in there, like, they had a conversation. Wait, they made me drink this stuff. He's dead, and so is that guy. So, this is what we're going to do. We're going to go cut him open, and then I'm going to stick that thing in him to make him feel the pain of the thing. Okay. Sounds like a good plan. Okay. Um, anyway, uh, ugh, it's gross. Um, uh, I feel like I should just say this because, um, this movie was, of course, it was a different time. So I just wanted to say that. Um, yeah, I know, Chad, uh, on tonight. Holy hole. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean that. I did actually knowing that Sam had broken his leg about three days ago. I did ask Chad if he wanted to come on. He couldn't because he's got family in town and he doesn't have a microphone because he gave it to Sam. 
So <laughs> I didn't know that. He gave his microphone to Sam. Uh, the bastard. Um, white jacket and a white horse. That was kind of funny. Uh, Bells on the string was a really good idea, and I wonder if they did that back then. Like, I wonder if that was a thing. You know what? Yeah. I, I can see the, it. it. It made logical sense. It did, and it, this is the only movie I've ever, only Western I've ever seen that. Ever. Um, so, kudos to them for, if that's real, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Um, but... I also say, but uh, how many movies did we wa- have we watched, uh, you know, individually and said, man, what if we just put something to, you know, make someone go only one way, and if they, you know, if they go that way, it'll set off an alarm or whatever, or or to take turns to take a watch, you know, yeah, whatever happened that whole idea. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that probably would have been good that after the uh, Mex- Mexicans learned about the Emancipation of Proclamation, they probably should have. Uh, not Emancipation Proclamation. That's for the free slaves. <laughs> what the I'm hell in uh, Manifest Destiny. <laughs> uh, I don't know where that came from. Um, wrong. Uh, yeah, wrong thing completely. Yeah. One was good and one not so much. Um, probably um, so around the same time period. but uh, About 20 or 30 years later. Yeah. yeah. Uh, hey, guys. Uh, oh. Am I seeing a call coming in for all four, uh, three of you? Sam Currently. is being called, is calling in. Okay, let's, let's see what happens. Sam? Hi, guys. Okay, hang in there. Hang in there. Hold on. I'm going to put you on hold. All right, so I'm going to... Are you on your Skype? Is this on your phone? Not by phone. All right, just, just, just hang in there. Okay, so I'm going to hang up on you. <laughs> okay, so... All right. Okay, so Sam is calling in. Um, so I'm going to add him to our call here. I uh, was not expecting Sam to join us tonight from the hospital. Um, oh, he got released. He released. Oh, home now. Yeah. Sam, are he you home? Released. Oh, it didn't, he didn't answer. Okay, come on. Add to call. This is weird. This is, uh, <laughs> no, this is great for a podcast right now. I just, I, hey, dude. This- Hey guys, how you doing? Oh, sucks. Yeah, how's your how's your how's your leg? Just as good as did sucks. you? So did you watch the movie? No. Okay. What movie was it? Bone Tomahawk. Oh, that's right. I got it. Yeah, I'll, I'll catch it this weekend. Okay, so um, there, there's a character in the movie that spends a whole movie on a crutch because he fell off his roof and tore up his leg, and he's one of the heroes. So. All right. Um, how how uh, appropriate, ironic, and coincidental that there's a movie that we're reviewing where there's a guy with a messed up leg. Nice. And oddly nice. enough, just like in the movie, you came in at the last minute to uh, add to our story. To save the day. Well, I'm yeah. just calling. I'm just calling to see if you guys could get my wife to send me some medication down here. How, that is awesome. How can we do that when you can't? I was I was actually getting ready to ask, are you currently drugged up? <laughs> it's no, I need to be. I need to be. Okay. But yeah, it's okay. All right. I, well. Yeah. So, boat tomahawk. It's about a boat and a tomahawk. Uh, no, bone and tomahawk, you, not boat tomahawk. And and uh, there's cowboys and Indians and 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 aliens. No, no, no. That's um, a different. Well, that's movie. That's a different movie. Um, oh. <laughs> but with James. Yeah, with James Bond and. Um, that's right. Han Solo and weird looking girl. 
Yeah, uh, yeah, 13. Uh, what's her name? Yeah. Olivia Wilde. Olivia Duke Jod. Yeah, that's her. That's her. <laughs> yeah, if, if Sam's uh, lack of knowledge of uh, uh, movie actors and their actual names when he's not <laughs> drugged up, <laughs> I bet you tonight would be even better. So go get some rest, dude. Thanks for calling in. Uh, I Seriously, I was trying to figure out a way to call my wife. Well, because she's not answering. <sighs> oh, are you? Are you downstairs? Yeah, because I can't get up the stairs. How'd you get downstairs? I a wheelchair did. Oh. Okay. Yep. Parachuted. I was trying to think because yeah. you still have the stairs to get down because you have a split foyer, but I guess you went around the back. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah, we went through the garage. Okay. I just thought I'd call it. I thought you guys would still be up. Yeah, we're still recording. And I just wanted to say hi. Well, hey, buddy. This is definitely one of the strangest episodes we've ever had. But, um, oh, good. So uh, we'll just give you this recommendation, um, Sam. Yeah. If you watch this movie, make sure that your children and wife are nowhere near it. And <laughs> there's a scene with a wishbone that's going to make you hurt. It's all going to oh, yeah. say. Um, but if you want to... I don't know. I, when, when I'm able to see the bottom of my foot... Um, from a standing position, mm-hmm. uh, uh, bones breaking uh, doesn't phase me as much anymore. Well, yeah, I mean that's fair. Um, uh, but <laughs> it was still awful, and I yeah. cringed and couldn't watch it. But real quick, if uh, oh, if if you um, want to, while because we're going to be uh, recording for the next twenty or thirty minutes, maybe uh, our top three <laughs> yeah. is uh, weird weapons. So if you want to add to that, shoot me a text. Little texty text. Okay, and, yeah. Um, I'll do that. All right, buddy. As I start banging on the wall to get my wife's attention. All right. Well, good luck. Okay. See All you, right. buddy. Feel better. Good night, guys. See ya. Yep. Have a good evening. <laughs> Bye, buddy. <laughs> oh, okay. So, uh, poor guy. So, I guess I should just go ahead and tell the story. So, basically, Sam was at his uh, daughter's um, birthday. Uh, party when a train crashed through yeah <laughs> um no uh actually he um tried to sound little, he was he was kind of just more exciting he was just kind of running around and and then he kind of fell off a three inch pad and broke his leg um <laughs> and i mean legit broke uh he did he's got a plate and eight pins he did in his um, leg. His leg is dead. Um, we can rebuild him. Uh, we have the technology. Uh, so, yeah. So, Sam's in pain. Um, as you can clearly hear. And, and in need of his wife. And in need of his wife, yeah. I'm actually going to pull her up on Facebook and send her a message and say, call your husband. He's in pain. <laughs> um, so, anyway. Uh, just happened. Yeah. This is very fun. Anyway. Where were we? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Um, I'm going to go through the last of my notes, and then that's that's it. Um, what? Oh. Uh, they Can get, we do clips? Yeah, I'll do clips in just a second. Um, oh, asshole okay. gets stabbed in the shoulder, but no one seems to care. Bunch of dirty cowboys that sure are polite to each other. I kind of like that bit. Um, they get attacked by the two, and they seem pretty sure no one else is around, so they're lighting cigars. I thought that was kind of funny. Um, poor Mr. Bruder wanted to make his last stand. Never got a chance to. I mentioned that. Um, he could have at least wiped off the blood before he stuck that windpipe thing in his mouth. Oh, that that kind of grossed me out a little bit. 
Uh, and it's well, also yeah, she she won't kiss him at the end because she said you've been putting this thing in your mouth, and he had water the whole time. It could have at least washed it off. Well, that was uh, weird then, because they showed. What is even worse is when she says, "You've had this thing in your mouth. I'm not going to kiss you." He takes a, a a handkerchief and wipes his mouth and says, "Is that okay?" Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, "Yeah." And then does, but like, th- didn't we already see earlier where there was a bit where he's like pouring the last bit of water into his mouth, mm-hmm. and then he like slams. Well, I mean, they, down they and, went through and picked up stuff. So I can I can imagine they. Oh, grabbed. maybe yeah, maybe he found uh yeah Kurt Russell's uh canteen. I'm he pulled good. it out of him. He pulled it out of him. Uh, it was lodged <laughs> in his uh, kidney over here. And just, whoop. Um, good thing he can reload fast, because, and those others were kind of slow. I mean, he hit one, and he just kind of looked at him, and then started to pull back his bow and arrow, and then uh, he shot the bow, which was kind of cool, actually, how they did that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he picks up, he's looking for... Like, he, the guy stops to go look for a weapon. Like, just run at the guy and just use your fists, you know? Like, he, he, is, he is limited to a gun, and you gave time to reload. So, I guess that's a bad decision by the whatever, but maybe they don't know what guns are. I mean, that other one certainly didn't know how to work a rifle. So, um, anyway, uh, my tropes were uh, man jokes about being civilized while spitting and scratching his junk with his pistol. I mean, not specifically, but th- that trope exists. No one likes a politician. Would he be scratching his pistol with his pistol? Yes, he would be. Uh, his gun, I guess. One is my rifle, one is my gun. One is for fighting, one is for fun. And that's a little joke. That is. Stewie said it best. Yeah, he did. At least one, every movie has to have at least one asshole. Uh, men care very, for very little except his <laughs> horse. In this case, we have two halves. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we there have it an is. Ass half. So we don't even we don't even have an asshole. We have an ass half. Yeah, an ass uh, divide. I don't know. Uh, hero dies to save others. Thing. There we go. Uh, ready for some uh, clippy clippy clippies? Um, of course you are. There we go. A little clippy clip. There are sixteen major veins in the neck, and you have to cut through them all. There ain't sixteen. My uncle had an acquaintance with a man who used to be a doctor, and that's what he said. Now you get on with the task. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Um, here we go. Here's some. Uh, I mentioned earlier about the the sound. Um, maybe I didn't capture it in this, but anyway, this was kind of a funny thing. And there you go. And not just because you're prettier than most cows. Most. You never saw Jessica. There you go. Um, this mo- this line made me laugh out loud, hysterically, because it was great. Why was my husband, the mayor, not informed of this situation immediately? Uh, well, the sheriff, he told me to, to go get him, but I'm old and I forgot. You expect me to believe that? I'm hoping. <laughs> <laughs> it was the best part of the movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, he was great. Um... He was fantastic. Uh, and then uh, this is the only other one I got. Again, there were some really good moments, but I didn't want to just have uh, 15 quotes of just uh, old man, but maybe I should have. Uh, here we go. Mr. Corey. Call me Chicory. <laughs> Chicory. Sorry for hollering at you. My wife used to call me a dumb imbecile all the time. Felt kind of nice. 
Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, he was great. I wanted more of him. Okay. Uh, that's all. And now for some more bad news. Ready? Uh, shot in 21 days. Uh, which is pretty oh, impressive. Sounds right. Yeah. Uh, final movie represents the first draft of the script, which is pretty cool. After reading the director's second novel called Wraths of the Broken Land, Wraiths of the Broken Land, sorry, Kurt Russell stated that, quote, Zoller's a fabulous storyteller whose style capsules, uh, catapults his reader into the turn of the century west with a ferocious sense of authenticity. End quote. That phrase is written on the back of the book cover. Um, uh, the, when the movie was initially, officially announced in 20, October of 2012, Peter Sarsgaard, Jennifer Carpenter were set to play the O'Dwyers, and Timothy Oliphant was going to play John Broder. Interesting. Uh. Jim Broadbent, who we know from Harry Potter as Mr. Slughorn. Um, Slug, yeah, Mr. Slughorn, right? Anyway. Uh, replaced. Is that right? Why do I not think that's right? Nah, it doesn't matter. He's the he's the professor. Replaced original cast member Richard Jenkins for a few months. When the project was delayed, Jenkins was then recast in his role, which is kind of funny. Um, do 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 do. do. Uh, what? Oh, um. John Broder, Matthew Fox, wears the same style pistol holster as Johnny Ringo in Tombstone, which is kind of funny. Um, I'll be a huckleberry. Yep. And that's all I'm going to read. That's it. So there you go. That's your uh, trivia. I have a piece of trivia for you. Oh, please. Uh, the director also composed the what little music there was. Oh, so he pulled a John Carpenter on us. Uh-huh. Oh, good for him. Um, what? I'm in the message board somehow, and it says, good acting and good directing, but it's a bad movie. I'll tell you why. Well, fine. Uh, and then somebody else wrote, Matthew Fox, take rock to the face. Okay, whatever. Uh, it's the message board. It's a dark and scary place. Um, if you want real opinions, just listen to us. I'm just teasing. Um... That's, wait, where, where am I? Oh, that's it. Yeah, so that's all of that. Uh, so I'm not going to do the recasting game because, well, it's a new movie. It's a 2015 movie, so no need to recast it. I thought the cast was actually really good. I thought everyone did did fine. I uh, really did. Soundtrack, yeah. great. I'm going to give it, um, you know, it was fine. It wasn't much, but it was fine. Um, and that's okay. Again, I didn't notice that it wasn't there. I noticed it when it wasn't there, but I didn't really notice when it was there. Um, so, yeah, whatever. Uh, Fuzzy Wuzzy was a bear. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Uh, here we go. Ooh. All right, time for top three. Um, I don't know if Sam has had a chance to... Send me his top three. I'm going to check my phone here in a second. But I'm going to say no. Yeah, probably not. He probably fell asleep. Yeah, probably or, not. He's <laughs> um, been uh, dealing with his wife. So anyway, uh, Andrew, Weird Weapons. All right. Um, I'm going to go And of course, three. by Weird Weapons, I mean we're making reference to the fact that they did, in fact, use like jawbones of animals as tomahawks. And um, yeah. most of the cowboys and, were killed in that a, manner. Yeah, that's a real thing. Um, they actually did use the jawbones of animals, um, and not just in 
in this movie, in this story, um, historically, tribes uh, of different native cultures, not just Native American Indians or uh, indigenous peoples, but uh, tribes different places from the world use jawbones and other bones, uh, but jawbones specifically for hacking and uh, cutting purposes. Sure. Just a tidbit of info. Yeah. Um, okay. So number three, I chose the hat from Bob <laughs> Job in Goldfinger. Right. Nice. Um, Who throws a I shoe? I was going <laughs> to... Who throws a shoe? Who throws a shoe, really? Um, number two... And I don't know what this thing is called, but uh, in No Country for Old Men, he uses a oh, the cow it's killer? A air compressed cow killer. Yeah. Uh, that they shoot this little metal rod yeah. uh, through a cow's brain uh, to stun it. And that's what he uses as his weapon. Uh, so that one kind of freaked me out a little bit. And number one. One of the most genius items ever to be used, I believe, and in one of the greatest ways, the pencil from yeah. the Dark Knight, yeah. as the Joker slams it into his head and makes it disappear. So that's right. Uh, no, you're right. I, I you took one of mine. Uh, Corny. All right. Uh, so I'm gonna go with uh, my number three as. Um, <laughs> the uh, it's kind of weird how to define, but Acton's powers from uh, Star Crash, um, how he uh, killed that guy by basically just giving him uh, an aneurysm with light powers, um, but basically instead of using his laser blocking skills to kill him with that, he just did something else. Right. So, uh, you know, you, you have to see this movie, folks. That it was uh, yeah, terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta, you gotta watch Star Crash. Everyone should go watch. Go to our YouTube channel and watch our live version of Star Crash, the podcast. But before, but first, you have to go watch the movie Star Crash. Go watch it. <laughs> and then, uh, uh, my number two will be uh, turning your hand into an axe and uh, getting a gun because it's a trap. Not an axe, chainsaw. No, no. Sorry. Um, Get a trick. It's a trick. Get an axe. It's a trick. Get an axe. Sorry, I was making reference to that one. Chainsaw right. hand. Sorry. Yeah, yeah the, the chainsaw hand. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, so uh, a little ash uh, reference there. Yeah. And my number one, um, which has a uh, also an honorable mention with the number one, um, a giant hammer that came from a little purse for Ramona Flowers from Scott Pilgrim vs. World, and then my uh, number one would actually be uh, self respect. As Scott pulled a sword out of his own chest right. to defeat the bad guys. Yeah, he does. <laughs> All right, right on. Uh, Sam actually pulled through and sent me a text of his top three kind of weird damn. weapons. Yeah. Uh, so number three is a carrot in shoot me up. Shoot, yep. sh- shoot him up. Shoot him up. Shoot, shoot, shoot him up. Yeah. yeah shoot him up. <laughs> um, number two is the pro- proton pack blasters from. Ghostbusters, but he spelled Ghostbusters G H O S T B U S T E R D. Ghostbusterd. <laughs> um, and his number one was the arc gun from District 9, um, which was pretty awesome, actually, in that movie. So, all right, 
right on, Sam. Uh, feel better. Uh, my number one or three was the T-bone steak in Law Abiding Citizen. <laughs> um, oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my number two was the pencil in Dark Knight. I was trying to think of something better, um, or something different. I should say nothing better, but something different since we you just mentioned it. I can't think of one. But my number one, and I only thought of this because I watched the movie today, is the teacup from Chronicles of Riddick. <laughs> so uh, it was a dumb scene, but it was kind of funny. And so there you go, teacup. Uh, there you go, that's it. That's our top three, and that was fun. Uh, there's lots of other, probably better ones. Maybe the, uh, the, what the, the nail gun that they used in Event Horizon would be a good one, too. Um, uh, there's a the six shooter nail gun. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure there's actually a lot of other movies where they use really kind of strange and violent ways where you're like, Oh, what a horrible way to die. So, um, Oh, the wood chipper and, uh, and, uh, oh, Tucker, yeah. Tucker and Dale and, uh, Fargo. <laughs> that'd, that'd be a pretty awful way. He just threw himself in there. I don't know what happened. <laughs> He's trying to pull him out. Oh, I want to watch that movie again. Oh, man. All right. Such a good movie. So that's it. That's that's our show. Thank you for... You uh, killed my dog. <laughs> oh, I got to play it. It's been forever. Um, Crap. And actually, it, it's fitting for this movie because while they had their bell chain wrapped around their area, a dog wandered mm-hmm. in and uh, broke... Oh, I feel it. like a Power Ranger! Sorry, that's not it. Um, that is not it. <laughs> here it is. All right. That happened in this If you kill my dog, I swear to God, I swear to God, I'll get really bad. <laughs> it's been a long time since we played that. Uh, that's great. Uh, anyway, that's it. That's our show. Thank you for listening. Holy crap, that was fun and and, uh, and fast and furious. Um, what the hell are Shall we, we doing? Shall we do out of 10? Oh, yeah, that's, that's the part. Yeah, I literally scrolled right past that down to uh, my closing section of the script. Out of 10, um, Andrew... Um, I I think it's a great movie. Like I said before, there's many things that I like about it. Very few things that I don't. Um, and for the budget, I think they did a tremendous job. So I'm going to go, uh, 8.8. Oh, wow. Out of 10. Yeah, that's pretty high for you there, uh, there, Andrew. Yep. In fact, uh. I'm scrolling through here. That's uh, that's your highest ranking you've ever given. That's really? not true. No, you gave Star Wars: The Force Awakens a nine. So, okay. There you go. And he did once give my ass a uh, t- Wait, perfect ten. Did you? Were <laughs> you? Did you do The Force Awakens with us? No, no that was Chad. So never mind. <laughs> so yeah, this is your highest ranking movie ever. Oh. So no, yeah, that's fine. That's cool. perfectly fine. Um, all right, uh, Corny. Yo, what's up? Um, <clears throat> I think I'm going to give this movie uh, 8.2. Wow. Uh, I think it was really well done. Uh, again, it's probably not a movie I'm going to go out and watch again, but for the budget, for everything else, it kept me entertained. I watched the I, I watched with no inkling of doing anything else. So uh, good job, Kurt Russell, in your uh, flask of death. And uh, all right. Yeah, that was uh, pretty clever, too. Um, uh, Sam hasn't watched it. Otherwise I'd ask him for his, uh, whatever, but he hasn't watched it. So that's fine. Uh, so I'm going to give it, 
I'm going to give it like a 7.9. Oops, wait. i got to actually click on the thing here. Sorry. 7 point. As my computer yells at me. Um, I liked it. I thought it was good. Um, I, I don't really... Fr and frankly, I'm not quite sure what it could have done. I mean, maybe if you had a $15 million budget, maybe you could have done some little bit better effects. I, th I think this um, movie's a little worse with a, with a higher budget. I don't know about... Again, I'm not saying CGI. I'm not talking cowboys and aliens. I'm talking like, you know, maybe you can actually have some, you know, like the 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 whatever you want to call them the the troglodytes they were just off camera right like they're walking through the open and all of a sudden they're just they're just appear from off camera maybe we can have locations where they can actually kind of come out of the ground or or like have you know have them in their hiding spots or whatever you know and maybe um, you can do uh, some better sets you know they're not sets but like some better locations and stuff like that with a little bit more money. You know, again, not saying that you need to CGI this thing up or anything like that. Uh, maybe hire a composer. Um, even not like a good one, just like a, you know, even just a TV kind of guy. You know, have just a little bit, give it a more Western kind of a feel in those moments. I don't know. Just, just, <clears throat> again, it's not a perfect movie. It could have been, I think, a little bit better. But um, it was, you know, for the budget, it was, it was a really, really good movie. Um, and I... I don't want to, however, overcorrect that for that, you know? Like, I mean, Monsters was the same budget, and it wasn't nearly as good as this. Right. You know, so, and that was my argument in that movie. And this movie actually proves our argument that we've been making on this show for 140 episodes. You don't need a big budget to make a good movie, and you, you can, just because you don't have, you know what I'm saying? Like, my argument for Monsters was... People were making really bad decisions, and it was a bad movie, and it had nothing to do with the low budget. It was the fact that it was just a, it was poorly written. Now that movie, there was no written, there was no script. But anyway, that's it's maybe a bad example. Anyway, uh, that's gonna do it. So that was our uh, Thanksgiving episode. So let's thank, be uh, be thankful that we are not trapped in a cave with some troglodytes who want to cut us in half. So that's what I'm or, gonna be. Or, uh, or Sam's leg. Yeah, I'm gonna be uh, very very uh, thankful for that, or that we don't have a broken leg like Sam. Uh, I do feel bad for him. I really do. That sucks. Um, at your daughter's birthday party too. That really sucks. Um, I do want to say, I do want to say that I am uh, thankful that I get to spend time with you guys once a week in uh, in this manner because uh, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, um, I, I the, ditto uh, as well. Uh, this is this is uh, this is that. This is fun as hell, and I love doing this and. Uh, for reasons outside of our control are going to be the only reason why we stop this show. That's all I'm going to say. Um, you know, whether it's financial or I, uh, iTunes said, you guys, we're not putting you on anymore. Um, and in which case, we'd find other uh, means to get on uh, air because... I'll say love you. There you go. Anyway, um, yeah. That's gonna do it. So thanks for listening. Uh, again, uh, this was uh, this was a good movie. Uh, good job, Andrew. I appreciate you uh, recommending that. Speaking of recommendations, we have had one. Uh, it was not via the email, which is the preferred method of communication. But um, we got a. <laughs> I'm not bitter at all about that. No. Um, we did get a tweet from listener Jillian, 
who uh, also is a, a, a good Ooh, with the lady. Yeah, uh, and is a good friend of mine. So she will be our confirmed third female listener. Um, How you doing? Um, where did she, Joey, where no. Jillian says, Jillian, OMG, Sky High is on Netflix. Cheap seat reviews. Please review. Jillian, get the F out. Um, <laughs> to which I responded... Um, only because it's you and you're awesome, but you'd better listen to our episode. So she said that she would. So I ain't watching Sky High, man. Sky doing it. Sky High is uh, on streaming, and uh, we uh, are men of our word. If you ask for it, we will deliver. Um, I I have not guaranteed when we're gonna do it, so it's on the, the list. Power of Grey School. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, I don't have that handy. Uh, but anyway, so we will do it. Uh, just I don't know when, but we will do it. Not a great plan. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't find the power of Grayskull. Oh, here it is. Um, the power of Grayskull. <laughs> uh, there you go. I don't know why all these uh, things are making me laugh with the art. Was there a montage? Traveling um, montage? Not really. I don't think so. It didn't really... Didn't really fit? Okay. No. No worries. Um, However, there is one thing that I think we forgot to play. Um, where did where did the tomahawk hit him again, Sean? Uh, I don't know. Um, do, uh, I, do I have the thing you're looking for? I don't know. I don't know. It was just like... Like if Leon Phelps had shown Oh, right. <laughs> you, mean, <laughs> you mean did he get hit... In the butt, yes. Yeah, there was a lot of that happening. <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay, I, I just didn't know where you wanted to they go with that. They split him in two. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, they did. Um, that's going to be the worst. That's going to ruin your day, folks. Let's just be honest here. That's going to that's gonna ruin your day. I forgot what this is. What is this? Malachi! Oh, okay, that's right. <laughs> I guess he sounds like Malachi. Uh, I forgot that was from the Eagle movie. Um... Okay. So, yeah, I'm not gonna actually play the Malachi one. Don't worry, buddy. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's all I'm gonna do. So anyway, um, what is that one? What? I got so many in here. I don't even know what they are. It doesn't matter. Um, Label them. There we go. Hey, bro. There you go. So that's gonna do it for our show. So thank you for listening to our Thanksgiving episode. This will, uh, I'll post this on Thanksgiving, but. As you listen, you would have already known that by now. Um, uh, so that's it. So, yeah, Sky High. Look forward to that. Next week, however, is not Sky High. It is the, um, the uh, I, gotta, I don't know what year it is. Uh, I'm looking for it. Um, it is the one, the only, the 2002 Wesley Snipes, Chris Christopherson, Blade 2. Um, so, Always been on Black Vampires. That's right. I think he's the, the first, only one. Uh, first decent Marvel movie. Uh, uh, yeah. hmm. I'm going to make some more noises here. Um, <laughs> I'm going to argue no to that, sir. Um, only in the fact that I think that the first Blade movie actually wasn't that bad, but this one's better. Um... And now that I'm looking at the actual release date, this came out about three months before Spider-Man. Uh-huh. 
are we saying Marvel as a Marvel character or Marvel as a Marvel company? I was saying company, but company, yeah. As a movie production, not obviously Marvel Studios because that didn't exist until two thousand and eight. Right. But because um, I'm trying to think of the '90s Marvel, nothing. I mean, the what movies were they making in the '90s? The right? Punisher. The Punisher movies, right? Which are not good. Um. You know, like I can't, I don't, I can't think of any other movies from the '90s that they did. Um, man, I really don't like you when you do this. But we can talk about that next week. Well, I guess we can. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. Anyway, so that's it. Blade Two is next week. Look forward to that. It is a, a really fun movie. Of course, I own it on DVD. Uh, Guillermo oh, del Toro did it. So this will be our second one of his we did. Uh, oh, good old Del Taco, good with, for uh, you. With the Hellboy and the Ron Perlman, and the uh, and the Wesley Snipes before he started uh, not paying his taxes. Uh, so actually, I'm go. pretty sure this is he's not paying. This actually, now. he's probably not doing it at this point. So you, you're probably right. So maybe that's uh, why he's in every little thing. Um, anyway, so that's gonna do it for us. So uh, yeah, thanks for listening, man. That was fun. That was a good show. Uh, leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you can find podcasts. Um, they help us out in more ways than I can uh, describe. Uh, visit our website, CheapSeatReviews.com. Um, and uh, shoot us any emails that you want to at CheapSeatReviews uh, cheap at gmail.com. If you guys have any requests for Christmas movies, we've already gotten one for Gremlins. So if you want us to do anything during the month of December... Whether it be Christmas related or you just think it would be good to do for that month, uh, just shoot us an email, Twitter, Twitter. Did I just say that? Twitter or uh, the Facebook. Either way is fine. Um, and Facebook.com/slash Cheap Seat Reviews, of course, is our website. Please follow us on Twitter at Cheap Seatcast. That is where you can again tweet us, and I will unfortunately do your movie. Uh, I'm sorry, Corny. I have seen Sky High. And, you know, it's going to be fun. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe actually, you know what? That might be a good one that we all sit together and watch and make fun of. I don't know. Maybe that <laughs> or Gremlins. Uh, again, your emails to cheapseatreviews at gmail.com. So on behalf of Sam and his poor broken leg, um, send him some love at uh, Sinigi16 is his Twitter handle. So send him some love. So on behalf of Sam, um, Andrew, and Corny, this is Sean saying thank you for listening. Uh, have a happy Thanksgiving and. You know, be careful with the wishbone. <laughs> <laughs>